Welcome everyone to the most relevant conversation part four. I think all of you have been on, but we haven't had quite this combination. And, you know, we are, we've been hosting these conversations back since the beginning in the spring when this pandemic rolled out, Sasha. We've had probably close to 100 conversations. I know you've had more. Had you on, Christiane and Carrie and Tara and, and Larry. But um, I think today, continuing this conversation as everyone sees what's unfolding, that we realize that this truly is the most relevant conversation of our times. There's a ton of censorship. If you're not on our mailing list, please go to reclaimyourlives.com. Also, if you missed the Fauci event, focus on Fauci.com. Sasha has um, launched his website. It's been there, but he's streaming on his platform, SashaStone.com. So please, we'll put mailing lists for all of these incredible voices that you're going to hear from today so that you can be following and keeping up with this conversation because you are an important part of the conversation too. So with that, Sasha, I'm going to hand it over to you. Thank you. And Imani, let me just say, because I'm always so uh, quick at the front end of these broadcasts, I never stop to acknowledge you. And uh, just thank you for always being that that pulse. Um, love you very much indeed and very much recognize your beautiful voice and your relentless, um, relentless fire, which is very much a help to all of us. I speak on behalf of all of us. Uh, look, we are indeed, I believe, having the um, most important conversation on earth because it's the conversation that is going to determine the indivisible line between homo sapiens sapien versus homo fictitious. Homo fictitious is the creature uh, that uh, they would devise out of the human genetic expression. Look, we, we are a, a galactic hybrid. I think we've been through this conversation. I know Christiane and I have had this conversation in the past on panels. Uh, it's time for humankind to stand up, uh, steady ourselves. Two legs, folks, two legs. Stand upon them directly beneath the eternal gaze of the sun. It is time for us just to acknowledge and recognize and broadcast this knowing that we are galactic royalty, rather spectacular, um, taking place inside the fractal antenna of the human blood. Why the fuck do you think we are such a prize? Why are we such a grail, a sepulcher? We are the prize. We are the thing. Uh, All of these godless goddamn governments and Catholic churches and monotheistic software downloads in the civilizational program, all of these things conspire toward one grail, and that is you and I, the human being. We've been kept from ourselves, we've been mutated, we've been downgraded, we've been abducted, genetically spliced and diced, and that continues to this very day. No no more pressingly than this very day if you consider the unholy specter of Bill and Melinda Gates lurching toward your babies with their syringes filled with oxidative enzymes and God knows how many synthetic molecules designed to do what exactly. Well, let's look at that conversation. Let's have that conversation. Let's do so boldly. Let's do so without any reverence to authority because all of the authorities that stand over you and I today, my beloved brothers and sisters, divine sons and daughters of God, living men and women of the living soil, all of us, we are the ones who must embody, enact and manifest the path of least resistance to the highest outcome. This conversation is about 
AI, transhumanism, vaccination programs, all of the genetic interference that we've suffered uh, for thousands of years. This is not a new story, incidentally. If you go and study the cartography, the petroglyphs, the hieroglyphs of ancient Egypt and the Sumerians, you see rock carvings, you see hieroglyphs, you see totems that remind us that civilizationally we've actually been subjected to the Petri dish, okay? This is nothing new. We, we've forgotten it because we're incredibly reductive and stupid creatures. That's because we're so lovely, incidentally. We're so subjected to cult programming. Um, this conversation intends to really go the mile to try and help inspire um, and conjure ourselves out of this godless dream spell. And I'm really pleased and honored to have such a venerable panel of friends and guests here. I do not pretend to know much about the subject myself, but I'm going to learn as much as I can with you tonight. Dr. Christian Northrup, great to see you. I'm going to do this in a very um, kind of bohemian ad hoc way, if you don't mind, friends. So I'm just going to I'm not going to do a, a grand introduction at the front. I'm just going to pass the baton to Christian uh, Northrup and ask you, please give us your five minutes on the status quo as it relates to AI and transhumanism. Well, as you say, this has been going on for a long time. And as an OBGYN physician, I have always known that what happens at birth and what happens during the pregnancy sets the tone for your entire life. So what are we doing now? In my profession, we are now injecting pregnant women with the flu vaccine and DPT, even though we know that the DPT vaccine doesn't even work for the current strains of pertussis. And then 99% of newborns in the United States receive a hepatitis B vaccine, which contains 15 times the FDA-approved amount of aluminum. So I've always questioned what we're doing. And then the intro to this grand culmination of the transhuman agenda was the uh, vaccine mandates that began to roll out uh, throughout the United States. So I testified against those mandates in March of 2020. And then I watched as my colleagues looked like robots who said, Vaccines are safe and effective, and side effects are minuscule. It is as though every single one of them was already a cyborg, where this tape went in, and they started in with the program. And no matter what we have said, it is uh, decried by the mainstream media and mainstream medicine, which then I watched in 2020, as all the medical literature just began to focus on one thing, COVID and the vaccine, COVID and the vaccine. And the hypnotized masses are now rushing to the cliff and being pushed off. We know that uh, there was 181 were dead in the US during the two week period from experimental COVID injections. What's happening is everyone who gets the injection, and by the way, in my own local area, I get calls from nurses where everyone in hospice has now been injected 
in hospice. Everyone in the care homes has been injected. That's in my state of Maine. Now, we know that that is to create pathogenic priming so that the next time the body sees anything that's close to whatever this spike protein is, they will mount a cytokine storm in their bodies, just like in the experimental ferrets, which will then kill them. And so that's why there's a mad rush to get rid of everybody who's in a care home who, or who is in hospice so that they can put the rest of us into the matrix as far as I can tell. Okay, Christian, thank you. Uh, Very succinct. Thank you for that. Uh, Dr. Carey, um, over to you, please. Five minutes on the status quo. Same question. Uh, You'll need to unmute. I'm trying to unmute here. Sorry about that. Oops, I think we've lost her. Okay, Tara, I'm going to hand uh, the baton to you until Carrie gets back on with us. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, oh, so you want to go to Carrie? Uh, well, Tara, crack, crack on, or uh, Carrie, either of you. I'll do it real quick. I just want to remind people about the patenting of humans, and that can happen if we become synthetic, the genome, and that it stands for the Supreme Court justice ruling that if any human has any sort of a synthetic gene or genome, that they can be patented and then owned. Either a part or all of us can be owned. This is a critical moment of history because right now we have recombinant vaccines that can introduce recombinant or synthetic genes into our genome. If this vaccine is successful in that in that regards, in that we are now having integrated synth- uh, synthetic gene, immediately we can be patented and owned by Microsoft or the Department of Defense, the U.S. government, whoever, or China, who knows what, right? We have to address this today, right now, and warn people about the ramifications that could happen. And this is why, Tara, what she is talking about, protecting a natural-born human right. Natural uh, humans, natural organisms, anything from nature cannot be patented and cannot be owned. So this is imperative that we talk about this at this very moment, um, because I believe that there is another agenda going on. So um, I just wanted to bring that up real quick and get into other things as well. And and just to know in 2012 that there was a World Medical Association as well as a Veterinarian Association that they signed a merger where they merged together um, the phylum and the species, um, the diagnostics together in one lump form in 2012 in Thailand. Their corporate partners were Bayer, Eli Lilly, GlaxoSmithKline, and Pfizer. Okay, we have medical organizations driving the phylum. That means the differentiation of species of animals and humans into one. So we are no better than an animal now. But they also did two things. They introduced two new phylum in preparation and expectation of brand new species coming onto Earth. 
We expect that they could be part cyborg, which they are talking about by 2030, making all humans into cyborgs or merging with transhumanism. Nine years from now, we don't have much time to address this. Also, extraterrestrial life forms, they put that in there. And then in 2018, they had a pandemic exercise based on Clad X of a new life form coming onto Earth and what we would do about that. This is okay. real time. And they're not talking about tardigrades here. They're actually talk, no. talking about sort of ETs. So what, what, the connection with the extraterrestrial, what was the more or less the verbiage that you're referring to there, the wording? Uh, they used uh, CLAD X was the name of the pandemic, C-L-A-D-E-X. That was okay. a pandemic exercise, sorry. Yeah, nice, lovely, great. Um, so we are military industrial fodder for some galactic eugenics experiment, uh, probably compacted by our great-grandparents um, round about Project Paperclip or thereabout, some kind of Nazified um, fantasy. Tara Thornton, same question to you. AI transhumanism 2021, five minutes. Gosh, well, Carrie laid it out really well, especially bringing up the phylum piece. Uh, we have two kind of similar, but, you know, the things going on right now that the world is dealing with around coronavirus. We're looking at the installation of control measures around public health, around immune perceived immune status um, and, and, and compliance with control measures. What, you know, the ways that you battle this, um, right now we're seeing a lot of um, vaccine mandates are starting to come in for employment. The way people would traditionally battle this is on employment rights. You'd be looking at things such as uh, battling on exemptions or on EUA, that's the emergency use authorization of the vaccine. That's really important because as we know, this bypassed all safety studies, it's new technology, um, and it should not be, it's not a formula, you know, officially made an FDA approved uh, vaccine. I, I say vaccine, but let's call it a shot. Um, so that's the original battle that we're in right now is to battle on the EUA and um, exemption pathway. But the true battle that we're in is, we talked about, is the protected class status of a natural born human. Because you've got the two things going on. You've got the right, the inherent right as a being, as a free being, to own your own body, to make your own decisions, to have informed consent and say, I get to decide if I inject myself with something or not. I get to decide for my child as well. That's parental rights. But what we're talking about here, that's that's pre-2020. That's the battle that we already needed to fight, that already we were dealing with in the health freedom movement around uh, vaccination. It's a whole nother game now because of the new platform technologies that have been introduced through the COVID-19 vaccines, which are the, the nanotechnology and the mRNA. And this is where we're really discussing transhumanism and AI. So humanity has to realize that we're at a divergent point. We're at a very key divergent point in our history. And that is why, what will the future of humanity look like? The phylum uh, changes that Carrie talked about point to what is the agenda at play. We have to decide uh, that we, we recognize we're at this split point and that our point of a collective voice and a movement has to be the natural born human. That's our divine design. Just like 
nature and animals were created in divine design so is humanity and we have to say we have the inherent right the immutable characteristic of our divine design as a natural born human has to be a protected class and it's far beyond even just the u.s this is a global cry out that needs to come from humanity Uh, we have the constitution we have the civil rights act we have different tools in the united states to advance legal protections but it has to be humanity's singular global cry out right it's so interesting isn't it because you know when you're talking about the divine blueprints and all of that it is redolent of the fact that these um sociopaths i actually refer to them as wankopaths uh, the gates of this world that these creatures um do i think the illuminati and that echelon uh do generational dynastic bloodlines connected and specific blah blah we don't need to go into it here but it's curious is it not that that class of uh, sapien um oh i, I bet that's the being unfair to homo sapien but that class that echelon do in in some ways believe themselves to be divine to be godly i mean not a joke i'm not being sarcastic mm-hmm. here yeah. there is a real pathology of spookiness to some of these creatures and i'm talking also about the bushes if you go into those bloodlines um so i mean yeah it's curious isn't it so when you say divine blueprint they're probably nodding and going yeah absolutely well we're about to they're about to try and fashion us in their likeness if we really went in to the gates to the gates uh uh, vaccination or the inject was not a vaccination but if yeah. we went into that chemistry what would we see are we seeing aspects of these creatures that they're trying to fashion us in their likeness i mean lawrence can you speak to that dr lawrence Pilevsky, welcome well thank you um what, what i wanted to start out with was the the fact that i think we're we're at a war of consciousness mm-hmm. and we have we have a group of people who know things because the their authorities told them things, and therefore they become experts. They become knowledgeable. They become certain about uh, facts in the world. And then you have the group of people who are using their intuition, who are using their experience, who are using their trial and error, their research, their life life experience, in addition to what's being told to them on the other side. And so what you have is, is this certainty on one side because the authorities would never do anything to harm us because that's really what's coming down they would never do anything to harm us and everything that's being told real on the other side you have all these people who are screaming out saying the child died after a vaccine no that's not true my child got an autoimmune disease after a vaccine no that's not true uh, my child got inflammatory bowel disease after a vaccine no that's not true um, I developed uh, multiple sclerosis after a vaccine. No, that's not true. Um, my child did better after getting a natural measles infection. No, that's not true. Um, I, I did research this and I found that vaccine materials inflame the brain and cause autoimmunity. No, that's not true. And so what you have is this huge devotion to this this languaging, to this, this uh, almost like material coming through the air conditioning vents and the vents that people are just swallowing. It's like this Kool-Aid, Jim Jones, all over again. So you're getting this, uh, they would never do anything to harm and this inability to actually do what, what the topic of this, this Zoom of the most conversation. The ones of us who are having a conversation are the ones of us who are actually our intuition and using our thinking 
to figure out what's going on. Uh, you know, you have a, 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 a person who's running a big agency in the government I'm sorry, I'm not hearing a word you're saying. Is anyone else hearing Lawrence right now? Okay, Lawrence, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? That was really appalling. For the last two minutes you were breaking up, we didn't hear a bloody thing in the last minute. Do you want to try again? Yeah, I'm happy to try again. Okay. So the idea is that we have two groups of people. We have people who are using their intuition, who are using their research knowledge, their experiential knowledge, their critical thinking knowledge, and gathering information from outside. And then you have another group of people who are just listening to the authorities. And in that just listening to authorities, they're not doing any critical thinking. They're not using any of their intuition. And they really believe that at the heart of things that they would never do anything to devotees, these, these people who are devoted to the authority outside of us are truly relying on mommy and daddy to take care of them. Mommy and daddy to look for them, to look to mommy and daddy to give them the right answers and taking no accountability and no responsibility for their own lives. And so you have people who have gotten vaccinated, children have died, and the, the non-critical thinkers who own the authority, who own the information that exists in the world, are saying, no, that's not possible. You have people who are getting inflammatory bowel disease after a vaccine. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop you there, Lawrence. Uh, I'd jump out if I were you and uh, come back in. Maybe you'll get a, a better connection. Uh, Dr. Carey, any comments to what you may or may not have picked up uh, from Lawrence there? Um, I was having a hard time following everything, unfortunately, but I know he's he's talking about the the cognitive dissonance, right? We're, we're all talking about how we have all of us presented data after data, research article, good science. They say follow the science. We are following the science. We're presenting right. it to people, but they give only slander back at us. They give misinformation, half-truths, and then they call us the conspiracy theorists. We are the ones following the good science. We are the ones trying to educate the public. We're the ones who have nothing to gain and everything to lose. And why, I guess his frustration is why aren't the people listening more? You know, I think that all of us, what's happening in the world, and we've talked about it before, this this worldwide hypnosis, right? Mm. Um, And how do we break that? That's, I think that's the real question because we need more of us to be awakened. And how do we do that? I think that's the real thing that we're, we're getting at here. Um, let me jump in there, Carrie, because I think that what I'm loving about this whole process and this conversation and, and the greater conversation of the epic um, sort of transgression of government against the people in the last year that we've seen with the criminal collusion, not just of the public health sector, it's all connected. What's happening on the high streets, uh, the controlled demolition of, of the high street uh, and you know, folding, folding millions of small businesses into Jeff Bezos's fantasy, for instance, okay? That, or, that kind of collectivist um, centralization, uh, weaponization, command central, that's all it is. All we're seeing is, a, is an inverse dominoes collapsing the Commonwealth back into the grubby hands of a clutch of proxies of the invisible masters. It's an old, tired game. It played out you know, multiple times, even in fairly recent history, Jekyll Island till now. Mm-hmm. 
But what I'm loving about it is the fact that now it is so explicit, it's so overt. I mean, the, 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 the abomination and the travesty of public health, even as a, as a, as a term, public health administration as a term is so noxious that we will almost certainly eviscerate it as a meme, as an idea altogether within the next few short years. There will naturally, organically be a, a reversal to, um, to auto-determination, to absolute reclamation of health sovereignty. There will be generations of mothers coming out of this who will be like the tigresses the good mothers are. They wouldn't dream of allowing some fetid moron in a white coat, no disrespect to you good doctors here, to come anywhere near their babies, or, you know, the microbiome. So I'm seeing that that's what's going to happen, an issue out of this monstrous, insane uh, fantasy, because that is how it always plays out. It's a curious thing about the Draco reptilian, Zeta reticulin, and Orion genetic expression, that they never get it. They can never work this stuff out. So there's this relentless quest for dominion and supremacy and control of the hominid. To what end? They always lose the bloody poker game in the end. Um, so any, anything further you wanted to add, uh, Carrie, or, of your own volition, not just answering uh, to what you were trying to hear from Lawrence? I just want to agree with you wholeheartedly that I have seen and studied what these people, their power trying to do to us, and they're smart, but not that smart. They're not that wise, and they're not that powerful because they are in a low frequency. So we can't lose hope. Uh, and we can't lose that frequency of love that we have. Um, I always bring that up, that we have this light inside of us that once it's awakened is is unbeatable. And I cannot wait for that moment when we feel and see that in so many of our brothers and sisters, because in a twinkling of an eye, I know uh, the tide will change. Very good. Beautiful. Uh, Tara, um, is someone speaking there? Lawrence, we're not hearing you, friend. I'm so sorry. Try and take yourself off camera. Maybe it'll free up some of the bandwidth. Yeah, that usually works. How about now? Does that work? Can you hear me? Better. Better, yeah, much better. Okay. I think. Oh, not now. No, I'm afraid, I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. Okay, I'm going to pass the baton. You see, I told you this was going to happen because we've been, we've been changing our boxes here, and I'm so fried after so many hours of back-to-back today, you can see it's in my face, that I can't remember who's next. Christiane, am I supposed to pass? Yeah. You want to pass? Yeah, I, what, I, what I want to say here is I've been on the front lines of this with um, all kinds of things, vaccinations, circumcision is another one. So what you do, and I was trained as an OBGYN, and this will really get to people. These are first chakra issues. These first chakra wires in our sense of safety and security in the world. And it is how we were raised, what we trust. And so many people have been fed the germ theory of disease, which is absolutely obsolete. And we're now moving into the terrain theory. But imagine, if you will, here I am. I'm a young OBGYN. And I'm taught how to do a circumcision. How do we remove 40,000 nerve endings from the most sensitive area of a man's body, which also makes sex with 
um, whoever he's having sex with far more fulfilling. And we could get into what that is with the root eye of the vagina. So you put the baby down on what's called a circumstraint. Then you tie down the baby's arms and legs with Velcro straps, not unlike a crucifixion. And then with no anesthesia or even with anesthesia, you begin to cut off the most sensitive part of his body while this baby screams a type of scream that any mother who has any connection with her mother bear would be horrified by. And yet, and yet, I tried over and over and over to talk mothers out of this. I gave them the science, as Carrie said. We've been talking about, we've given them all the reasons. The American Academy of Pediatrics does not know how to treat a male genitalia in a newborn. They then, you take your baby in and um, for a cold or something, and this frickin' resident takes off the diaper and retracts the foreskin, which does not... So think about it. We're talking about cult program, all this weird sexuality stuff. And it begins with this ritual mutilation of male genitalia, which I was taught to do. And I did hundreds of them, which is why I talk about it now. It's my redemption. And I was told by the man who taught me the baby doesn't feel it. The first time I ever did it, the medical student fainted dead away to my right because our bodies, our our barometers of truth and were talked out of it so that the more the more initials you have after your name and the more um, uh, wonderful the institution is Harvard, Yale, Brown. Um, Oxford, Cambridge, the more education you have in those institutions, the more susceptible you are to the propaganda of the Draco reptilian uh, ruling class. The normal people see it right away. And that's what we're in the middle of. And and here's the other thing, and I have to say this, um, there's going to be a lot of people who die. There is no way to save them. I have spent my whole career, decades, trying to save people from this. You can't. We're going to let you die. I'm glad you're saying this, Christian. I, you know, in the last two weeks, I've also, this is the new theme in my, in my wheezing every day. I've absolutely done this inner work. I've looked, I've sat with it. Yeah. I've weighed it. I've measured it so closely. And I couldn't agree more. This is bifurcation stuff. This is the alchemy of, of our civilization, of our species at the soul level. And you, you have to step into being okay with the fact that there are soul covenants at work here. Uh, yes. in, 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 in the invisible realms, in the subtle body, we're not going to be able to compute that stuff with, within the conceptual framework of normalcy. So don't even try to. Just really go inside and feel. It's okay to say goodbye even to family, familial relationships. Yes. We yes. must be strong enough to do so, you know, because that, that's what bifurcation is all about. You know, how many families are breaking up because of what's on my own family? I'm talking to my family. Thank God they're all on the right side of the line, but they've lost my mum in Portugal, you know, um, losing two thirds of her friends because my mother will not 
wear a mask and play this stupid game. And she's no longer invited. And friends are even you know, calling her up and saying, you know, maybe it's just time we, we called it a wrap on, on the friendship. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, but that's happening all around the world. Like, that's part of the bifurcation. So I think we must, like you said, be okay about this. There is likely to be a an epochal culling of humanity by uh, almost certainly by choice, because anyone who rolls there, you look at these poor people rolling their sleeves up and going on TV to be the example. And you can see the pathos etched in these creatures. There's not a strain of determination or auto determination or soul sovereignty in these blessed creatures. Now, what about what about the premiers? What about the Vladimir Putin's who I happen to love? What is he up to? in rolling his sleeve up and, or getting his daughter to get a vaccination on TV. What is happening with some, what is Trump doing p- talking into the vaccination thing? I know we're going slightly off, off pitch here, but I am interested in hearing what you and Tara in particular have to say about this. Well, my feeling is that the cult programming of the vaccine as the savior, as the we must get back to normal, mm. is so huge that if Trump or Putin had gone against that, then they would be called conspiracy theorists like and completely marginalized. I think that they had to fit in enough with the okay. mainstream dream spell, but okay. I don't think they buy it for a minute. And I would also exactly. That's, that, that's the thing. That's the thing, Christian. They don't buy it. We know they don't because they even made explicit statements to that effect in the early days. But I, I feel you're right, and that's that's the line I've been taking. That they were forced by this kind of groundswell of consensus because we are talking about a century of cult program longer than a century of hard cult programming. And let's not forget, friends, the little the role that the Rockefellers, the progenitors of the global financial system, played in thwarting proper treatments and cures and homeopathy a hundred years ago and supplanting it with the synthetic molecule. That is the gift of the Orion and Draco constellations, is the synthetic molecule, is these aberrant minds through academia, which is why I have no respect for the Ivy League, none at all, for Harvard, Yale, Princeton, godless institutions, every last one of them, Oxbridge in the United Kingdom and elsewhere. Um, Yeah, so we really took a left fork in the road civilizationally. Tara, speak to this, if you will, uh, somewhere. And what are we likely to expect to see in transhumanism in the days ahead, given the grotesqueries that we've already been witnessing? Um, well, I can speak to to what I've known, you know, as a mother in the health freedom movement. We've really been the tip of the spear at seeing what the ultimate pathway forward is. Where, you know, we've lived what it's like to be demonized, to be discriminated against, uh, to have a complete psyops, global psyops, you know, created against you. Uh, and what it really is, you know, what over and over again, back in 2019 in California, when we were fighting the, you know, the the bills that gave public health control uh, at the local level, when we were fighting against, you know, the narrowing of a medical exemption to to standard of care so narrow that functionally no one applies or qualifies for a medical exemption to vaccinations. Uh, really, I realize I, I really came to the distillation is that we were in a battle for, again, human rights, for civil rights, that it was truly, and it was the words that I used then, we painted the banner in August of 2019, and you see it everywhere now, is what is the position of reason and what is extremism? And our point is, no, if you're about control, 
if you're about saying you own somebody's body and you have the right to decide, if you're going to break from their divinity and their sovereignty, then you're the extremist. The position yeah. of reason always comes in our embodied um our embodied divine nature, our very existence, that we are sovereign beings, that we as parents have the right to parent our children. We own our own bodies. And, and that's fundamentally a position. This is the reimagining that has yeah. awoken so many in 2020, is we realize there is control measures, particularly around public health, being laid out uh, to globally reset the entire you know societal structures, but that you know, the real the real questions for us here to decide are, you know, who owns our body? What is choice? When you talk about Putin and Trump, you know, they might say they might know what they know about the vaccines or transhumanisms. They may or may not have got an actual vaccine. Who knows? But what they're saying there is, oh, I have the choice. And what we're seeing, people are coming up against the hard wall that we've come up against with our kids in schools is it's not choice if it's coerced. And it's yeah. not choice if there is not true informed consent. And what we have across the board is coercion, whether it be to go to a concert or to go to your job or to oh, the bagel. You can't buy the bagel. That's the problem, Tara. <laughs> exactly. And so the the thing is, you can't buy if you can't buy the bagel, then you might want to re-imagine. Uh, what this life really is about and what battle we're in. What is the moment before us? The moment before us is we have to take that self-determinism. We own our, I own my body. I'm not going to be disconnected from my inner truth, from my knowing. That's our mm. connection to source, to mm. divinity. And that's when you talked about the mom, Sasha, fully agree. It is the mama bears. It is that drive for our children and for the future of humanity that we would protect them against all you know dangers that is the force that is going to to step us in and say okay i'll reimagine what i thought this life was going to be i thought education was going to be one thing but no way am i going to walk that path i'm going to rebuild something new and we're not alone in that now there are millions there are people in every neighborhood and it's so important to collectively speak out you know we ask how do we stop this well we don't have to wait for the Nuremberg trials. We don't have to wait even for the Supreme Court decisions that we do need some to race up there pretty quickly. Um, what we need is to demand it from the bottom up, oh, not yeah. only in our own lives and the choices of what we rebuild, like how we structure our own work and what we, our relationship to it and our businesses, our schools, what we think of as health, whether it be natural immunity, generational immunity, all the things that we have to relearn what it means to be, you know, birth, death, dying, all the pieces, reimagine it. But at the bottom up, we hold the people in our community accountable. We demand the due process, the burden of proof, the bioethic panels, the liability at the, at the county level, at the city level, at the school level. And that's within all of our hands. What I think we have to know is, yes, we have fundamental rights. We have ways to battle right now these control measures. We have things like the you know absurdity of using the PCR test and how it can't hold water. We have things like that the, the shot, the vaccine is um, under EUA right now, emergency use authorization. That is another way we can battle it. But ultimately, ultimately, we have to know these are one, two punches. That might be our in the immediate, but the real big punch, protected class as okay. natural born humans. Got it, got it. Look, oh. I, 
personally, I think you're being way too polite. I think, I think, I think it's full spectrum dissolution of this of this um, behemoth called government that we need to really put our attention to now as a species. I won't say as a civilization. Civilization has never served the living. A civilization, rather like culture, is not the friend of the living uh, sons and daughters of God in point of fact. They're just different iterations uh, of software installations that come in. Uh, and and they're, they're interesting. They've got some good stuff. The art that comes off the back of a culture is a beautiful thing. Uh, but, but that essentially is not culture. Culture is a program. And I think we want to step back from indentureship to any of these programs mm-hmm. interposed by the third party. It's really the interposition and the interceding by the third party that we need to now recognize. That's what I meant when I started this conversation by saying, time to stand up on our two feet. Throw away the walking stick. Because the walking stick or the perambulator here is the thing called government. Is this toxic notion, this quaint notion that we need to be governed, to be administered, to have our time and motion uh, systematized and securitized and monetized by the corporation. So a government is only a corporation. We've now seen that, how it plays out. Again, with the uh, gibbering sock puppet and the hottie and pantsuits taking the throne in Capitol Hill in the last few days, but taking the throne of what exactly? Of a hollow ship. Okay, as I've been saying the last few days, uh, nothing in the engine room. No, uh, no gunpowder, no powder in the can. It's just a hollow ship because it is the dissolution of the fiction. It's playing out in front of us. It's what's actually taking place. And that we need to, and I think it's a a long, slow process of us being trolled by good folks in the basement. I would say Trump, and and I still believe it's the coterie connected in the military intelligence, uh, even connected to the Joint Chiefs of Staff who are involved in this process of allowing the good people of the world to see what it is that the games we've been playing with with ourselves and we need to just begin the process of disidentifying the return from the corporation government uh, which is responsible for all the ills we're talking about in this conversation moving back to the original treaties and compacts this is the 1776 uh, hoo-ha and then even back uh, prior to that but before the barons of the land and the and the and you know the, the, the feudal systems were interposed behind that living sons and daughters of god children of god men and women of the living soil, that's it. So this idea that we should actually still continue to consult uh, the administration um, at any, in any level. Maybe I've been barefoot for so many years. It was my 17th year or something, being completely barefoot, literally, unless I'm in traveling. For, you know. So I don't know. I'm kind of out of touch with the real world in that sense, and I have that innate irreverence. But thank you for your wisdom. And I'll tell you, when I do come to the state car, I want to get in that car with you and I want to drive around with you and see how it's done. Because the way you were just like moving constantly and, and with this broadsword of yours, I love it. And I really want to learn from you. Uh, Carrie, what do you think we can expect to see um, taking place in the transhumanist uh, spectrum, given the horrors that we've been seeing under the microscope and in clinics and hospitals all around the world. And, of course, I'm pressing the conversation a little bit here toward Morgellons syndrome. Yeah. You know, when we talk about 
self-replicating nanodiodes bursting out of people's eyeballs. This is happening, not just to a handful of people, millions of people. We're about to launch a series of symposiums uh, on Morgellons as the real existential transhumanist um, forensic evidence. Um, can you speak to that? What do you think we can expect to see in the coming days uh, with this um, transhumanist agenda clearly being posited behind the vaccinations? Well, I just want to say for one thing about something I learned very important for all of us to know in one of the world symposiums with Dr. Craig Venter, the um, and one of the inventors of the Human Genome Project. He was talking about the synthetic genes, how all of us should have them inside of us to better us. And he said this. He mentioned words are powerful. I think we all can agree on that. In the beginning, there was the word. And he said that we can read our genome like a language, like words. And he said that when he synthesized a gene or a genome, he was actually putting his own personal name inside there, branding that particular gene forever. So it's reproducible. He and the other scientists were putting their names in there. He also said they put in a message. Now, he would never tell us what the message is. He had this little sinister smile, and that has bothered me for years. I cannot figure that out. But, you know, gun words are powerful. What is this? Hap- what would happen to the organism? Us right? Because we're dealing with something synthetic. And now you have to understand the people behind this, they don't believe in God like we do. They say that he said in this meeting, you know, what is God? God creates. Now we can create. So now we're gods in plural. So I want people to really understand that and that we've also analyzed our human genome and found the word Yahweh, God, God's name in, in our genome over and over and over again. Okay. So what are they trying to remove that and put their own names in there? This is something we need to really think about because I personally believe we are made in the likeness of God. And this, this, they are bastardizing what we are and who we are and what we can do in the future. We have to address this. This is crazy and insane they're doing this behind her back i only knew about this because i i heard it from his mouth in person i mean he's not the only one doing it he said the other scientists are doing it that means this particular vaccine they're using crispr they're using this technology that it's synthetic it's recombinant that means they are doing this right now yes yes absolutely right christian uh, i don't need to prompt you to speak to this it is so horrific it, it is so horrific, but, but I, I think about this. If I have been unable in my entire 40 years on the front lines of women's health, if I have been unable to keep young people from getting the HPV vaccine, which I knew was a, a loser from the time it came on Gardasil, which they are now trying to mandate in the New York City yeah. schools, which we know causes death and infertility, and they want to give it to boys now. The uh, I have been unable to talk people out of that one. Some I have. You know, I hear about it. And my hope goes with the fact that, as Renette Senum said, It was only 3.5% of the population of the uh, United States, which wasn't yet the United States, that started the American Revolution to free us from the control of England. Only 3.5% of the population. Now, I 
can sleep well at night because I absolutely know, like you have said, in your bone marrow, you know that we are rising like yeast all over the planet. But I think what it comes down to is when the student is ready, the guru appears, and also, as you have spoken of, we are heading into this photon belt as the as the earth we're heading into that and people are going to be waking up like popcorn kernels and those are those are our people the others uh, i swear to you that we have each of us have to let them go we have to do funerals for our our family members our friends i'm astounded if dr larry were on he would be talking about our colleagues, our years and years of the American Holistic Medical our colleagues, acupuncturists, massage therapists, rolling up their sleeve and putting it on social media as a virtue signal. You mentioned this incredible empathy and uh, belief um, that they are taking care of us. Renette Senum talked about the dogs in Vietnam, that as they're skinning the dog alive, the dog is licking the hand of the murderer. Oh, please, you like me, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Um, We all have to get over our Stockholm Syndrome. Now we're back to cognitive dissonance. That is so painful for people there a lot of people are going to go through the dark night of the soul and when this and i don't know how you feel about you know when the child sacrifice adrenochrome stuff comes out i believe there's going to be a lot of people just throwing up on the side of the road Uh, we've been prepared for it for years i've seen the way that uh, but this now carrie what you talk about and this you know magellan or uh, morgellon syndrome which i've never heard of Oh. That's, again, that's a whole quantum leap of the electrons into the, the world of fantasy. People can't believe that an MMR vaccine for their little black boy child has three times the risk of autism for that kid. They can't believe that. Imagine where they have to go to believe that this really is the matrix. Mm. I, I think that we as yeah, it's too late. It's too late for that for that swathe of Homo sapien uh, to cogitate these kinds of truths. People who don't want to uh, look into the basement, you know, uh, uh, Christian. Uh, uh, when I did uh, a big lecture just before Christmas, twenty first of December, um, I did the a lecture for the Uluru Convention in Australia. That was such a seminal uh, place. What was happening there with the with the uh, elders? And I, I did my key, my, my uh, keynote lecture about two hours long, and I did a slideshow in it. And I was showing the circumcisions of half a dozen young boys and half a dozen young girls. I got absolutely slammed for doing that. Yep. And people were saying to me, it's absolutely disgusting that you would dare to violate and desecrate the sacred day and the sacred hour with these kinds of heinous ideas. And I was like, good God, where yeah. is Christ of nature in you. I am suggesting that, and that's the very person, those kinds of people who are harboring the sanctimonious crypto spiritual bullshit, masquerading <laughs> as being the new ages. That scares the hell out of me because so many of them are offended by ideas. They've not yet begun to resolve the aspect within themselves that is clearly connected to those civilizational traumas, right? 
So therefore, I think that we are now becoming a new species. I've heard it called homo luminous, which is uh, we're taking the carbon base and under pressure and heat, making it into a diamond. And I believe those of us who are on the front lines of this, who have survived the kind of censure that Tara is talking about, that you, that um, Carrie, that Dr. Larry, I mean, we've been censured by our colleagues. I gave my medical license back in 2015 on purpose because I didn't want to be dragged in front of the tribunal when the shit hit the fan. And so we are, and there's nothing to be gained at this point, except your own Christed nature. And when you talk about that Christed nature in your bone marrow, something in me stands up and goes, yes. And then I become more and more and more of that new species where I, Beautiful. Okay, so that's a question coming here now because we're we're at the top of the hour, but I want to get some questions in. And, you know, Sonia is asking, is it possibly true that if a person was forced to vaccinate with this crap, that a person could also choose to reject the vaccine, therefore rendering it inert? I've been researching and reading this on various sites that we can use our own DNA to reject a forced vaccine from causing us harm. Well, I'd like to answer that very briefly, if I may, Sonia. Uh, the, The categorical answer is yes, yes and yes, thrice yes. Uh, it's, I don't know that it's uh, as much to do with the DNA, RNA signatures, which are really connected to the temporal lines, dynastic lines, and, and so on, as it is to do with the vertical lines of our own actualized ascension. You and I, uh, Sonia, stepping into that Christ of nature that we're discussing here, moving into that. Two things come to mind timelessness and fearlessness when we remove our adherence to time to tick tock tick tock entropy the idea of running out of time is the idea of death and decay that idea has by stealth crept into the mainframe of the gestalt and we are now all of us terrified of running out of oxygen of water of air of food of life force itself so that's the false paradigm right there idea of time which if you study it and understand the genesis of time curious little oxymoron there the 1260 time signature is in in a sense a luciferic imposition and it was designed to create this idea of time itself and that we were running out that we needed to run to catch up with things so scarcity economics and economics itself is is the the hallmark of scarcity is economics. When you totemize time and motion and life force of a human being into coin and create a 3D totem and then use that as the measure uh, and value of exchange, then you've just gone into false light worship right there. Now you're in a false light paradigm. You're trading with coin. Coin takes the value in much the same way that that then led to registrations of living souls, tabulation of the living soil by this thing called Cronus, the crown that devours, devours its own young, that eventuated through the Vatican complex into becoming your friendly government today where the government owns the paper, the bonds, the trusts. You are converted into a bond and a trust at birth. Your weddings, your bicycles, your farms, everything owned and controlled by the state, by the crown. Okay, there you have it in three or four minutes. It is the fiction of our lives that, it, that we're indentured into. So the dream spell is what we do to ourselves within the thrall of the greater dream spell, uh, which is there as the status quo. But it's never 
about the status quo. It is always about you versus you. And when you get that piece, you can actualize and step out of it. So the answer to the question is, when you step out of the indentureship to time, to fear, to money, you stand a chance at actualizing. When you actualize, you move into that innate, immanent radiance, which is connected to actualized codons. Actually, you want to break down the science. Um, I'm sure Carrie and Christian could speak to this a great deal more than I can, but I know it because I've witnessed it in myself with healing. Healing is not a process. It's a phenomenon. It's instantaneous. You either heal or you do not That's it. And, and we need to now stay. And that supernature is the gift that comes with supernature or the Christ of light is instantaneous healing, mind, body, and soul. The answer to that question is yes, and do not forget it, and go and preach that to people. Yes, we can overcome any amount of toxic intervention, provided you were not consciously willing that thing into your body. Yeah. And that's where the vaccine is a satanic and luciferic utility, because when they're saying, you know, do you acknowledge, do you accede, do you accept, do you acquiesce, will you obey, do you understand? If you say yes to any of the above, you have chosen to abnegate the soul covenant, and that is where the proverbial serpent creeps into the Garden of Eden. Anyway, I'll leave it at that and ask Carrie to comment to whatever I've said there um, in closing comments. Um, I just want to say you said it perfectly there that we ha they have to have our consent. They very much need our consent. And consent is accepting to wear the mask, accepting that there's a pandemic, accepting all these things, right, that they have to do this. You don't have to do any of those things. It's an acceptance of that. And I can tell you that that's a fear base. That's a low level. And if you stay in fear, no, I don't think you can see miraculous changes in your body. That's my personal opinion. But if you have that Christed light, that love energy, the highest frequency, I have seen what we consider miracles happen so often. I've seen an old floppy, older man's heart remodel itself to a young, healthy young man's heart over and over again. It's just amazing. Every organ I've seen repair itself. We've had people given last rites before they go in for their cancer surgery. They go in, they open the person up. They're like, I don't know what happened. That it, Nothing's here. Nothing's here. It was a big tumor. Wow. I have seen that over and over again. But it, it was a change of the consciousness of the patient. They did it. You know, it's possible. I'm telling you, once we all get to that, that paradigm, like we're, you're talking about, and that's where we have to go. And like yes. Christian, like you said, we have to let go of some people. I've, I've made that, that, the decision too. It's, it's a, it's a division happening. We're seeing it in real time. The time space continuum has sped up. <laughs> we're seeing all this happen fast, but the beauty is we acknowledge the Christ within us, the light within us, that love, we are going somewhere beautiful. I love that. Thank you, Carrie. That's very beautiful. Christian, Tara, Carrie, um, Imani's jumped in, which means that we're being thrown out of the uh, studio, I think. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue with another one, but uh, I, I digress. It is five past the hour, and we've got one and a half thousand, well over one and a half thousand people who've joined our cozy little theater right now. Yes. So and, and Sasha, that was an exquisite breakdown in just a few minutes of, you know, what's going on of this false narrative, and, and I think it's this conversation is the beginning beginning of the next conversations um, as we move into those 
those homo luminous that you described, Christiane. Like this is we're identifying the problem. You outlined it, Carrie, that we don't have to consent, and that's what Sasha speaks to and Tara speaks to all the time that we do not have to willingly participate. So many people are tuning in, and I think we'll find hope in this message. So I thank all of you for sharing it. If you're not connected with us, if you want to listen to it, if you got a part of this conversation, um, it will be on your website, Sasha, SashaStone.com. It'll be on EarthHeroesTV.com, and we'll send it out through our mailing list. So if you're not on that, go to ReclaimYourLives.com, just in case you needed to have some list of websites there. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, believe me, there is more to come. We're we're not finished with this conversation. So thank you, everyone. Beautiful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks.